Welcome everyone, this is Short Change Games, and I'm going to be talking about Walking Dead, the Season 2. I know I'm not talking about the, the, the latest one, unfortunately. I don't like to pay money, because this was a free one with Xbox Live Gold or whatever. And so, I'm going to be talking about it, specifically the narrative design, and how I, how I reacted to it, how I felt. Kind of a little bit of a breakdown of the entire situation. What they did well, what they didn't do well. It's just kind of just a narrative review, if you will. Now this might be a little bit lengthier. I have a lot written down. I, I literally sat down my laptop, typed everything out as I was going and how I felt and what they did again, what they did well, what they didn't, and just reviewing the whole thing. So I, I started out and I didn't. I don't know if this kind of carries on anything from season one. Like if any of your choices. I know like obviously the people I'm traveling with are the same, but I don't know how much is really influenced and impacted by the previous episodes. Now I'm in. I'm just gonna go ahead and assume everyone knows a lot about about Telltale Games and about Walking Dead and kind of just how they do and structure their games because it's really light on the mechanics there's not much going on here as far as like how you how you interact with with the game itself and what you're using to interact with the game this is more about here here's a story you're moving along you're walking along kind of interact with the story but it's it's a ride and what you do and what you decide as like basically Clem's conscience is going to decide how the world slightly changes around you and how your life is mainly impacted and right at the start, I could tell Clem, Clem was definitely older, um, and it was a very visceral opening because you know, the two people are traveling with... I don't, okay, wait, wait, spoilers. There's fucking spoilers all throughout this. If you haven't played it, just go away. But right at the opening, two people get killed straight out. Like, straight out, just dead. And th those are the people you started traveling with. I'm like, wow, they're really resetting it. I don't mean saying right away, but like within the first, I guess, part of the first chapter or act or whatever you want to call it, the two people you're traveling with are, are gone. They're not with you anymore, and you're kind of fucked. And it's very bleak, it, and it lets you know at the get-go, this is not a happy world. This is not a good world. This is a very bleak world. It's very post-apocalyptic, and the things you're going to be experiencing are going to be heavy. Heavy, obviously, within the context of a fantasy world where, you know, dead people come back to life and kill you. And it's a bit dated. I hear that, that they even do it in the next installment. Like, all of Telltale games, they, they, I think they need... Well, I love the art style... They, they definitely need an overhaul as far as the animations and the graphics go. Like, you can keep the same art style, just like, why, why are you using the same engine? Like, it, it's cost effective, but I would hope, I was hoping for a little bit more of improvement, because some of those animations really are just like, uh, no, like, don't move like that, it's weird. And they do an adequate job at doing some environmental storytelling. I mean, there's, there's one part where you see a license plate and it tells you exactly where you are, or at least probably where you are, unless a car was passing through that was from a different place. So you... I'm assuming North Carolina, obviously that that's that's more north. They're definitely heading north because it's where they want to head to because apparently there's there's a colony up there, everyone's safe, everyone's it's a it's a better life and that's what they're trying to head for. But obviously you're quickly derailed and fucking Clem, you know, just gets separated from everyone. She joins like this new group and they like she kinda gets pulled away, but they think she's bitten and like they freak out, lock her up. Some some <laughs> your normal just walking dead telltale shit. But they do a good job of showing what's what's come before like they set the scene very well for some shit happened here so right after you get out of the i guess the water you know after you fucking fall in the water or whatever you get out and you you find the dog and you find this little encampment and it basically told its own story of what happened before and oh my god i'm sorry this is kind of i mean it flows along but it's a little off topic i loved the piece with the dog where it doesn't become the companion like a lot of post-apocalyptic like really <laughs> relies on that like whole pet thing especially with dogs and they becoming your friend and i was like please don't let this be like a companion or something like i like that they actually show the dog was ready and willing to attack a human for food because that's what they ultimately are 
I mean, I guess in, in the same sense, the foreshadows how the people really act. And with her interactions, with Clem's interactions with the world, um, whether it be like combat or traversing her environment or talking with people, you can definitely tell she has matured and she uses her size to her advantage, slipping through small things and whatnot. But she does lack a lot of social skills and a lot of social awareness and understanding as what a kid does. Yes, she's been experiencing some pretty tough stuff that's going to destroy her innocence, but inner sense, but she's definitely understanding that the world around her is is getting more intense and more severe and she needs to really take a more serious attitude and approach despite the fact that she still doesn't understand how a lot of things work telltale i think did a good job showing someone who has to mature but at the same time is still technically a child they also include you know some nice little emotional attachments to the previous game if you played the previous one you know they have the pictures they have um, her hat and everything like that and they they do mention some some of the characters from the previous ones quite a bit and you can tell that even though other people like there's one point they refer to it as junk but i mean the personal items really affect her and it really gives the player some more emotional engagement if they have played the first season the team also did a really good job in expressing character motivation i think once she got bitten I personally was like, no, I'm going to fucking... Or when they thought she got bitten by a zombie and not a, not a dog or whatever. Um, I personally would have just outright killed her um, in that situation. In that situation, um, not any other situation. But I wouldn't have trusted it personally. But they really shine that... <laughs> shine. They really show and shine through with a lot of the, the character motivations where two of them were very wary, but they they trusted her and believed her. And, but people back at the camp were like, no, fuck her. Like, get her out of here now and they did a really good job of showing like how some of them were more empathetic some were were more scared and even though the people the people who were the most adamant actually became really close to Clem throughout the entire story but they still kept their their same unwillingness to trust strangers and outsiders with people they didn't know still because you know they obviously got to know Clem but new people coming into the story were treated the same way and they they really held up that end of the uh, characterization but one of the big downsides of like the actual characterization is that people often will say in this game that they they have like feelings of like just complete hopelessness and depression and they just want to do it they want to kill themselves but no one ever does you know you have to have like the happy little speech they never really go there with the with the suicide stuff whereas something like uh, the last of us definitely went there and that 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 hits harder i mean i don't want them to overuse it just suicide suicide left and right and then kind of diminish the feeling of it but i'm surprised most people just kind of don't give up more often here maybe i'm just a weak-willed individual but i would have given up a long time ago now this isn't i i don't think this isn't a fault of telltale or what they're doing i've just been experienced to a, like a lot of post-apocalyptic themes and so i understand that it, it's it's pretty normal they uh, hit on the whole idea of <laughs> pushing humans to their limit and really like in some very outlandish just disgusting horrendous situations and it does play that up very well but for me personally I'm just I don't know if I'm getting bored of the tropes I wish maybe people would do a little bit something different like Fallout just has its wacky zaniness and I love that while having somewhat of a bleak uh, outlook but they still understand the value of humor and this game is just outright like fuck you you know but I mean there are parts where they try to be a little more humorous I mean I think the humor falls flat uh, there's a whole little sex portion that's hee hee giggle giggle sex you know and poking fun at her age and whatnot but other than that like they don't i don't think they they utilize that very well 
I will also say that I loved most of the choices. Like they, they present you with the choices that obviously don't affect the general overall story because this whole thing is about being Clem's conscience and it's how it affects her personal story. And I hate when people confuse it with the idea that, oh, this is going to be a sweeping narrative that you're going to have way, way crazy branching paths when that's not what the game's really about. It's about how is it going to affect Clem and her small group with her decisions because you're basically acting as her conscience. Some of the options that were really stupid, just really bad. There was one that it was obviously lopsided. You had one guy already injured on the other side of the lake, far side, away from the house, and he's the older guy, and there's a younger guy, less zombies, like nothing really around him, screaming like, help him, help him, help him, when it's really obvious the guy on the other side, further away from safety, is getting destroyed. I'm like, why would you choose between the two? Like, There's an obvious choice there, and that's that, that was very rare. I will give him that. Very rare. But it did happen, and at those points, I was like, you could have maybe done something more compelling to make it a more difficult decision for me. And another thing I don't really think is their fault, but it just, it just happens, and it's part of using zombies as your trope and cliche. Because we all know, everyone knows, hopefully, that zombies aren't the real threat. It's what facilitates a lot of the threat, because what it does is push, again, push people to their limits and create them into the animals they are and really helps that tribal and those those lizard brains and the like you know it it takes the parts of humanity that we think are disgusting and gross and really like puts them at the forefront and the zombies facilitate that they create the problems that manifest and then the people are like oh shit, I have, now i have no food now i have to kill someone for their food and it it's what every situation turns into if anything's going good the zombies like kind of facilitate the fucked upness and then everyone else around is just like shit now we're gonna go crazy now we're gonna show everyone like the boundaries of like human psyche and it i don't know if it's really their fault it's just how it happens i mean it, it is a wonderful concept but if the zombies had more of a role that would be interesting or maybe some lore on like hey this is how we're gonna stop it but i don't know i don't know if that's how they're gonna go with the season three and i, I do like my meta narratives a lot so that's a very personal thing i like when there's especially with a post-apocalyptic like if there's a way for people to succeed to get past the apocalypse to improve their lives that's what i like to look for but the way they remedy a lot of this is they make genuinely interesting characters and situations that actually express themselves in really fun enjoyable ways and give you some really intense decisions and if you don't like the whole the, the very micro narrative of how is this going to affect clem's life and everyone around clem and not like a huge massive world where you're like the savior and stuff you're just trying to survive and trying to help people out along the way and whether you be nice to them or mean to them it, it doesn't really matter there's not that's not going to change the narrative or anything but they will react to her differently and you as the player assuming her role you're like you kind of feel for that and that is the whole point is to make you feel something but it does get old it does kind of tire on there's a lot of stuff it, it goes up down up down up down in the same way and while that is the obvious progression of, of narratives as you go you take people up you give them a little bit of relief you take them up you give them relief and this way it felt like oh man like another fucked up thing oh man another fucked up thing like it was just the same like fucked up thing over and over a lot of the times and at the, at the end you, you're kind of getting dull to the to the the horrors i mean i guess that might be what they're trying to go for is that clem is slowly you know and she does she does mature in a way there's the one very very haunting scene where you're watching her if you choose so watch her watch someone get their face literally smashed in and caved in out of not enjoyment but like out of a sense of revenge and retribution and she watches it and that part was pretty disturbing and she kind of just takes it she accepts it as what it is and this is her life now so getting back to the main story 
you meet someone pretty awesome. It's Kenny, fucking Kenny from the original game, and oh my god, like the, one of the few people you're attached to almost as much as Lee, and that they become he he becomes the pivotal point in this game and how it really affects you and how you deal with him. It's basically you choose the side of him or you know whoever else you end up with at, at the end of the game, and that that was a very smart move because he becomes the pivot point and you can see his insanity kind of going through because he's older he's experienced life he's experienced the loss whereas Clem has but not to as I would think a personal as as intensive a d- degree because Kenny's really experienced this and she now has to choose between someone who she one of the few people she has an emotional connection to in life like yes she is friends yes she likes these people but like Kenny is one of those few she really started to experience this stuff with and mature with over these more sane individuals who are going somewhere and aren't freaking the fuck out and having that intense dilemma of like should i choose the familiar over like what seems sane another nice little side note about the whole clem and her maturity thing is is even though the group all recognize that she's very young they're like oh but go do these things and i think that's it sucks because it's more about a necessity like that's what happens when your protagonist is centered on a child like where is the gameplay going to come in you like you can't watch everyone on the sideline and i i get that telltale kind of had that issue and that dilemma because they couldn't they they couldn't have the gameplay center on other people and you just watch. So, but it does suck. Like, and everyone kind of has to remedy that through the dialogue. They have to say like, oh, like, you, are you sure you want to, Clem? And you're like, yeah, I'll do it, I guess. Or you say, no, no, no. And I'm sure at that point they're like, come on, please, Clem, just do it. And it's really fucked up. I mean, a lot of them acknowledge it, but the writers really couldn't get around this. And I thought that was kind of silly. Yeah, they'll give other people some passes. They're just like, oh, she's more hardened. It's like, why would you want to continue fucking her up? in the brain like why not just let her be a child but obviously it doesn't make for good gameplay so there's some little narrative dissonance also going back to the uh the whole choices thing there was one choice in here and this is a huge spoiler so please go away if you have not played it is the ending that's with kenny and that was a very easy choice you have someone who's young like like very smart like knows her way around things and then you have Kenny, who, yes, has perseverance and determination, but those very traits are pushing people away and pretty much getting people killed. And she she tests him. She tests Kenny, and it all goes to shit, and they fight. And that was an easy decision on who to let live, essentially. I mean, do you want the insane person? Or do you want the person, like, yes, she's like, oh, it's going to be harder to grow the baby. But I'm thinking about myself, my, my personal self. I'm selfish at this moment. What is best for my survival? I'm going to pick the person who isn't insane, who knows her way around, and isn't letting her emotions kind of ride everything out. There was also some more little narrative dissonance with some of the scenes. Uh, one in particular really jumped out at me. The scene comes at the end of the second to last, so episode four. At the very end, everyone's out in the open. They're surrounded by a bunch of Russian people with guns. And at the start of the next episode, after everyone starts firing, because you know everyone fires and it kind of, but it pans away. You don't really see what happens and who's getting shot at, who's getting shot. No one dies. I think the one person actually gets shot out of that, even though they're in the, right in the middle of the open. Everyone has them surrounded. They all open fire. One person's dropped dead. Everyone's somehow under, like, undercover the next episode i was like how, how did this happen like uh, i know it doesn't make but you could have moved it into a different location like i don't think that would have been a hard hard thing to fix so that i think was a little bit of an oversight and there were some scenes here and there i can't expect perfection i hope for perfection but i mean telltale they usually know their shit and with this one scene i was like you could have just moved this to a different environment 
and had it make more sense. And I kind of had a sense the whole time that it was a little slow. There was a lot of slow points in this one. And I, again, I'm not asking for intense action sequences. I'm talking about more more intense like social interactions. There was a lot of points where people were just kind of walking around, kind of just bantering and talking and complaining and shit. There was not a lot of intense social like social interactions because I don't necessarily want like intense gameplay combat and 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 crazy things happening every second where someone's getting killed, someone's getting murdered, someone's committing suicide and someone's getting bitten needed. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm specifically referring to is there's not interesting social dynamics that go on with yourself and other people because you're actually left out of the conversation a lot. Um, yes, you you have your role of like trying to corral people, trying to be nice or mean or whatever you want to do, but most of the stuff is obviously happens with the adults. The adults are deciding everything, and it's another problem of having a child protagonist. Now, to sum up all my feelings on all of this, is there was some great characterization, there was great narrative progression. It got really slow at some points. I think they really developed Clem really well, especially over two whole games. I think they really showed her progression as a person. And I really think people get these games mistaken and not understand that the sweeping narrative changes aren't what happens here. It's it's about her and her dealing with her situation. And I loved all that. I loved it to death. They did a really good job there. And there was some really, really disturbing points. Didn't make me cry. The other one made me cry. This one did not. But I got really close at some points. There was some really emotional parts and while there are some like kind of blunders here and there nothing too major my real problem ultimately my real issue with this entire game is where's the meta narrative going where's their survival where is the hope like yes they remind you over and over this is a fucked up world but i think people like a like a wrap-up a nice nice end to things they like a nice like hope there's no hope here at the end like, yes, they walk off in the distance and everyone's everyone else is fucking dead except for two people and a baby. Like, where is your hope? Where is, like, a cure? Where are any form of civilization? That is my main problem with this is it's it's not going anywhere. Like, it's just a really fucked up story that I'm following along and getting emotional about. But that's it for me, everyone. If you liked the video, give it a like. If you want to see more, think of subscribing. If you want to add to the actual... Um, you know, discussion and say like, well, no, I think it was was good. I think I think they're like they are going somewhere. No, they didn't blunder there. Yes, they also blundered over here. Whatever you wanted to add, I would love to hear in the comments below. And if you hated it, if you did not like this video, go away. I don't want to hear your mean mean comments. That's all for me, everyone. So I am out.